Hey everyone, Kate here. Just had a few notes before we dive back into the world of spooky board games. This is the first time since we've started recording the podcast that Sarah, Arizona, and I have all been in the same state as each other, let alone in the same room. So getting all three of us, plus our two guests, around a table with our very limited recording equipment has posed some new challenges for us in terms of both recording and editing. Long story short, the sound quality on this one isn't going to be at the same standard as our previous episodes. I think there's still some great content here, and it certainly isn't unlistenable, so we'd all be grateful if you could just cut us a little slack this once. Ultimately, as we get more episodes under our belts and find more listeners, we'll be better practiced at this and also have an easier time justifying to ourselves to look into new and upgraded equipment. For now, just pretend all the weird noises are made by ghosts. If you're a mega audiophile who's been just barely tolerating us this whole time, this one's not for you, boo. I'm sorry. We'll see you in two weeks. That brings me to point number two. We have had some more frequent episode drops as we originally launched this podcast and then got excited for Halloween times, but an every other week's schedule is going to be much more maintainable for us going forward, at least for the time being. We all have jobs and other big kid responsibilities. Look for new episodes on Thursday mornings, just not every Thursday morning. Lastly, but not leastly, if any of you cool party people are going to be in Madison, Wisconsin for Gamehole Con, October 31st through number 3rd, cool! Us too! Maybe not so much on Thursday, since we'll be off doing important Halloween activities, but for the rest of the weekend, keep an eye out for a couple crazy people wandering the exhibition hall and open gaming areas. We're maybe going to try to make buttons that we could hand out? Maybe? But it'll be fun! I promise! Okay, enough of my monologuing. Let's get on with the actual fucking show. First in fun, but last in points. Not playing to win. Funeral. You see an open coffin. You're inside it! <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Not Playing to Win. This is a board game podcast to listen to alone in a spooky haunted house. My name is Kate. As usual, I have with me Arizona. Hey! And Sarah. Hello. And as a special spoopy treat, because you need to bring a larger group for success on these haunted missions, we have our friend Emily. Hi! And Patty. Hello. It's a great excitement to be here today on the spoopiest time. The spoopiest time of year. <laughs> it's the most spoopiest. <laughs> I'm sorry, that didn't work at all. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> so today we're talking about just one board game because it's the most spoopiest. It's the quintessential game. It's about a haunted house. Haunted houses are great, right? Yeah. Yes. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's also a very, very old game. It is. It's been around forever in our brains every October. Mm-hmm. So we're pr- playing Betrayal at House on the Hill. This is made by Avalon Hill Games, and I guess it also is now made by Wizards of the Coast. Of Magic the Gathering fame. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it plays three to six players, and I definitely think that this is one where you need more players for it to be like super fun, which is why we have extra guests today. More players, more spoops. Yeah. And um, essentially, at the beginning of this game, you're just exploring a haunted house. You get to uh, pick a character, 
And there's like a lot of different cool characters to choose from, like a scary little girl and an old professor and some other small children. Yeah, there's like another small child, whatever. <laughs> because when you explore a haunted house, you want as many children sacrifices as possible. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. This game has severe like Pokemon syndrome. Like whatever time you're playing a Pokemon game, you're just like, why? Is, where is this child's mother? And yeah. why did I send them here? And I don't think these kids belong to any of these adults in the game. No, but they are all connected. There's like backstory about them in one of the in one of the rule books, and they tell you how everyone knows everyone else and everybody. Oh. Is like interconnected in different ways. Okay. So, yeah. So there's apparently a reason that the children I mean, like, the professor are in the house dude or whatever with these adults. Is like, no, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. I mean, the professor dude is like 60, and everybody else is like 15 or under. So it's definitely like this old dude and his gang of children that he brought to this house, right? No, no. Madame Zostra is 37. Oh, yeah. Flash is 20. The yeah, connections yeah. are very, like, nebulous. Like, I think that, like, one of them is just like, Madame Zostra read one of these people's fortunes uh-huh. once, and that's how they know each other. It's not real. They're not, like, friends. Nobody's, like, BFFs. I, I think someone is someone's aunt. Like, mm, yeah. That's, like, one of the closest connections that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But honestly, I don't see why it would matter that they're connected. They're just, like, sort of interestingly shaped humans to put in a haunted house together. I think they all just happen to show up there at the same time. Yeah. Like, oh, who are you? Yeah. The house calls them there. <laughs> Spooky. Yeah, so when you start as these characters, you have four different traits um, for everybody, and it's two physical traits, speed and might, and t- two uh, mental traits, sanity and knowledge. And everybody has, like, a different starting value. They generally go from, like, one to eight-ish. And some of them are stronger on one than the other. But when you get into the haunted house, I guess it's not... Maybe it's not haunted yet? No, it's totally haunted. It's right like from the totally start. totally haunted from <laughs> Super haunted. Because <laughs> it says you... I think the flare text is when you enter the door and... You get into the foyer and, like, the doors immediately Slam shut behind you, you and you oh, can't yeah. open them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, like, a thing that most normal houses don't do. Okay. Most. I'm pretty sure. Well, so it's really windy. Most. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Chock-a-block full of ghosts. <laughs> so you get in and basically at the beginning, all you can really do is explore. You all start in the entryway. And you have a certain number of movement, which is your speed. And you can essentially walk that many spaces through the house. And at the beginning, you're just in the entry hall and you really can only go through, like, the doors in that hallway. Or you can go up the stairs to up to the upper floor and start exploring there. When you go into a room, you get to choose from a stack of tiles. And they say they all say, like, upper or ground or basement on them. So you have to pick wherever you are in the house. It'll be a random room. You go into that room, and most of them have a symbol in the corner, either a omen, item, or event symbol. And you get to do that thing. There are cards for them. So you get to read the card and do the thing. And basically, if you get to if you get to pull a card, you then stop exploring, and that's the end of your turn. Yeah, if you don't, then you can keep going, but it's, like, I feel like out of the stack of, like, rooms, there's, like, three where you don't. Don't stop. Stop. <laughs> they just don't want you to have, like, too much fun in one time. Yeah. The events are, like, weird. Just, they're pretty much just, like, weird shit. Random spoops. Yeah, just, just fun spoopy stuff. Like, there's a 
creepy puppet, some skeletons, a burning man. There's all kinds of just random events, and some of them hurt you or can help you depending on how well you roll your die. <laughs> they can make you more or less sane. Yes. Um, sometimes they affect other people besides you. Like everyone, I think there's one where like everyone hears a noise. And you have to roll yeah. to see how well you do. And there's a couple. It's like everyone who's in a, like a room with a window has mm-hmm. something happen to them. Yeah. Can we talk about how like spooky the events are? Like, they're very spooky. I know, yeah. I know we're talking about like how random they are, but they're like very they have they spooky. Have, like you see a horror movie or a haunted house or something like that. They have nice flavor text mm-hmm. that makes you feel like you have to read it in a nice spooky tone of voice. Oh, it's the um, only way to play. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, this isn't a game where like you <laughs> pick up your card on your turn. You're like, oh, okay. And you move your person. And you're like, oh, I did my thing. It's your turn. Mm-hmm. This is a game. You pick up your card. You read it out loud for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, enjoy the flavor text of it. Say it spooky like and say it spooky like. Yeah, like for example, if I were to pick up this spear, I would let everyone know that I have found a weapon pulsing with power! (laughs) Perfect. Exactly. There's the events, and then there's also items, which are just a strange collection of things. Some of them are weapons, which are nice, although you can't really use them until the haunt starts. And then some of them are just, like, there's some smelling salts. Some of them are really weird, like, there's these dark dice, which uh, you roll, and you can do some, like, cool things, like gain a point in a physical trait, or you can move into different rooms, or you can roll really poorly and... And reduce all your traits to the lowest value above the skull and almost die. <laughs> beedoop, 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 beedoop. And then there's the omens. Um, the omens are also, a lot of them are item type things and have a special ability that they give you or add your, add points to your traits. Um, but some of them are companions like the dog or the girl. You find a girl lost and alone. Is that <laughs> you save how, her. Is that how all of these children got here? <laughs> maybe. Oh, maybe she was from like the last round of people to come into the house. Oh my oh. god, she probably was. Yeah. I feel like the girl is a little creepy to me because like She's a person, but, like, you just get her, and she's not, like, it's, she doesn't, like, become a character. She's just, like, with you. She, like, makes you more sane when you get her, too, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, I have this person to talk to from this crazy person. Yeah, maybe to talk to about this. I found a random abandoned child in this haunted house, and that's totally normal and makes me feel comforted. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, when I imagine her, I imagine her as just sort of, like, a silent, like, terrified, traumatized person yeah. and not, like, someone you can talk to. <laughs> I imagine her being, like, slightly, like, like a feral child, but, like, oh. more grown up. I, I thought she was older. I guess I, I thought she was, was more of a teen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, like, when you get in the room, you most of the times you draw a card and do the thing. Um, and when you get an omen after your turn, you have to make a haunt roll, which is you roll six dice. The dice are all only zero through two value. You roll six dice and you have to exceed the number of omens. Yes, the number of omens that are already on the table. So it gets harder the more you play because you get a lot more omens. But it can be random. Like, I think I have played a game where we rolled for the haunt really early, like Mm. within the first like five turns or something. Really fucked up. I've played this game where the haunt got triggered before everyone even had their first turn. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's hard when you get that because, like, the house is so small and nothing is explored. You have, like, very little stuff yet and no rooms. So when the haunt starts, there is a sort of chart at the beginning of the trader's tome. 
where it's you match the room that you were in when you did the role and the omen that you got that made you do the role and that will determine what haunt you are doing and it'll also tell you who the traitor is sometimes it's not the haunt revealer sometimes it's somebody else or sometimes it's just the house i think and no one is a bad guy and i guess it can be secret um it can be like Everybody is given a number and like one of the numbers is randomly the traitor and you don't know who it is. And then you get a, bun, a fun built-in hidden identity game to yell at your friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're the traitor! Yeah. I don't know if we should explain that the traitor's tome is you get like three rule books. Oh, yeah. Like three different Mm -hmm. books and the Trader's Tome is the rule book that doesn't come out until the haunt is triggered. Yeah. And, uh, then you give, you give the Trader one rule book and the people who are not the Trader keep the other rule, a different rule book and they both have different text about the haunt. So the heroes don't know everything that the Trader knows and the Trader doesn't know everything that the heroes know. And they both come with fun flavor text about what is happening (laughs) to you. And the haunts are like very, very, There's like a lot of different things that can happen. Some of them classic sort of horror movie type situations, ghosts or like a possession or just very weird, silly things. There's a a lot of silly ones. Yeah, like a bird picks up your house and flies away. (laughs) (laughs) Are there silly ones in the original version too? Yes, there are. I think I just only got the silly ones in the expansion. Yeah. I think that one where the bird picks up your house and flies away. It's in the original. Yeah. Yeah. And so once the the haunt starts, um, everyone... All the heroes get a turn, and then the traitor takes their turn, and that goes around. It doesn't matter who ended last. You can't attack people until the haunt starts, which I didn't know <laughs> until we were reading this game. Well, and I know I've never tried to attack anybody before the haunt starts, but now I feel like sad that you told me I'm not allowed. <laughs> but you wouldn't want to. They're your friends at that point. Sarah, no but they else. might turn on you, or you could steal their stuff before the haunt starts. I think Sarah's getting a reputation on this podcast for being <laughs> a. <laughs> I'm just saying, I never tried it before, but now that I was told I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> From when the haunt starts, most of the time you're going to be either trying to attack the trader or sometimes it's sort of like a scavenger hunt. You have to find certain items or certain rooms, go to certain rooms and do an action. It really depends on the haunt. And there's a lot of haunts. I think there's at least like 60 in the original. I think there's 50 in the base game and then... 50? Yeah. yeah more in the expansion. Mm-hmm. 50. So there's a lot you can do. And then when the haunt is over, either the trader one or the heroes one, and then there's some fun... Some, a fun little text fun about what happened. <laughs> yeah, so that's the that's the basics of the base game. Yep, and then there is an expansion that adds some more. Emily, do you want to tell us all about it? Yes. <laughs> really wanted to talk about um how the characters, like, their different stats, like, they have the sanity and the might and the knowledge and stuff. One of my favorite things is, like, the especially, like, scary events that happen that, like, mm-hmm. might really fuck with your mental, like, psyche, you, like, lose sanity. Like, you become crazier if you wake up and find yourself in a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, I don't know, what are some of the other good events that like make you feel crazier you hear like footsteps or drips or you get sucked into a wall or yeah i think there's one where um a burning man like tries to yeah. hug you almost oh, or something no. <laughs> yeah, and you, that like, would make me lose all of my sanity <laughs> lose sanity or you find things that make you more sane like i don't know like i think you can find it across and it makes you more does sane the, or like does the dog make you more sane um no I think he makes you stronger and mm. faster um, or something I don't remember yeah. exactly the dog I love getting the dog though because he can move on his own yeah. and go pick up items for you and mm-hmm. stuff what a good boy yeah now 
me, Emily, is going to talk about the expansion. Thanks, you, Emily. <laughs> you, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's the expansion called Widow's Walk. I don't know how many years after it came out that it was added. It doesn't add more like player count or anything like that, but it gives you a new f- unexplored floor. So before there's the basement, like the first floor and then upper floor. And now there's a upper, upper floor. <laughs> the roof. The roof, <laughs> which has like the attic and things like that. And then it adds um 20 new rooms. And there's some new monsters, and you get like new tokens to add for things like dumb waiters get added in the new rooms. And dumb waiters, if you find a dumb waiter, it'll let you move between the different floors via dumb waiter. Before you would have to like take the stairs or a mystic elevator or something. Um, there's also a bunch of new haunts. So there's like a new trader's tome. The haunts are all written. I thought that they were like crowdsourced or something, but I learned by reading this that. Apparently, they're all written by people who are contributors to the world of gaming and entertainment. But I'd say the the haunts in the expansion are generally on the sillier side. So they're crowdsourced, but from like famous people. Yes, yes. I thought they're okay. So I thought they were like crowdsourced, like the public. I thought they were like, hey, people, write in your haunts, and we'll pick the ones that we like. But said they were like, hey, game bloggers, write write haunts for us, please. I will. We don't want to do it. I will say all the ones that I've done from the expansion have been. Definitely sillier. Silly. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I really like all the... I like the roof exploration and there's some like cool rooms and the dumbwaiter can be pretty neat. But I've so far preferred all the haunts from the original. I kind of have two. Mm -hmm. And I think we've done once or twice where we've been like, oh, this is a haunt from the expansion. Let's go a little bit further in exploring (laughs) and like find a haunt from the original. (laughs) So kind of bending like when the haunt gets triggered just because we've been like, well, I don't know if I want to do one of the silly ones. Oops, excuse me. I thought the house was haunted here, (laughs) but it turns out it wasn't. Let's keep exploring. (laughs) I mean, there's not much else to say about Widow's Walk. Yeah, it's just, it's just if you've played it a lot, it just adds mm-hmm. more and stuff. That There's happen. some pretty creepy rooms in the attic, like a nursery, I think, mm-hmm. it's added in the attic. Yeah, the rooms mm-hmm. in the attic are, mm-hmm. are nice, and they can go to the attic or the upper floor, and vice versa, I think. So, like, it diversifies, like, mm-hmm. what can go on each floor. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you like the upper land yeah. go in the attic, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the dumbwaiters are nice, too, because it gives you another way to get to the basement. Yeah. In the basement. <laughs> when you start the game, there's no way to get to the basement landing until you find, like, there's, like, a collapse room, there's a coal chute, there's the mystic elevator, then there's stairs to the basement. So the dumbwaiter can be another thing to help you get in between the floors. Because if you it, get to the basement without stairs, then you can be stuck in the basement. Yeah, I think it's, the important thing is how to get out of the basement. Yeah, I true. feel like frequently I can get into the basement, usually by falling, falling into it and hurting yep. myself, but like I have a hard time getting out of the basement once it's I'm like, in there. Whoops, who put a coal chute here? Or <laughs> yeah. the collapse room. Yeah. I've always fallen in the collapse room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that is a uh, Windows one. Okay. Well, then we can talk about uh, the bits oh, the in this bit. game. Bits. I mean, I I love the bits in this game just because this is such like a staple game for me that they'll always have a, a close place to my heart. <laughs> um, these bits are hilarious. <laughs> um, the minis. The minis come pre-painted which is is kind of a perk if you're not the type to paint your minis but I'd say in general they're not painted as well as they would be if you took it on yourself. Yeah. Also they are bendy 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 and I don't think I've seen a single copy of this game where the mini for uh, the Madame Zostra or Vivian Lopez character isn't just like leaning back at 45 degrees. <laughs> She could, like, be doing the limbo. (laughs) Um, So I just, I have good fun with these crazy people. 
Um, also, the, the tiles that you get for your character have these little clips that go on to point to your stats for each of the four categories. Um, and they are, worst case scenario, very free-willed and will just slide around at, at their own and change your stats, which makes it very difficult to keep track. And I say best case scenario, they just don't reach far acro- enough across the cards. If you move them in a hurry, it's like, do I have four sanity or five sanity? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing most be five. A light breeze can move like your stat marker. Yeah. Cat comes near it on the table. No idea what your stats are. They're the worst. But luckily... There's an app for that! <laughs> so if you do just get really frustrated trying to keep track of these on the cards, there is... No, I have an app. It's just called Betrayal Stats, and it's just really simple. You pick which character. It starts you at all their all their starting values, and you can just slide it whenever you take damage in any category or gain stats in any category. There are a lot of other ones out there. I don't think there's an official one, so there's quite a few unofficial ones that have different options. All the other bits are fine. It's just cardboard tiles for all the houses. The art is really nice on them. It Mm -hmm. makes it feel like a really creepy house. There's a lot of teeny little details Mm -hmm. hiding into Mm -hmm. them for you to find. The room tiles especially, like, have a lot of detail on them. They really do. If you take, like, the time to look at them and you can see, like, the different, like, the, the detail in the chairs and, like, the decor of the rooms mm-hmm. and stuff is very nice. I think I like there's, like, a research lab or something where they have, like, a lot of cool, um, you know, bottles and spooky mad science-y equipment. Also, I like um on the character cards they give you a lot of information that is absolutely not essential to deciding anything uh agree to disagree i think it's absolutely (laughs) essential to get into these people's heads i mean you get like age which okay and like height and weight which seems a little bit unnecessary but you also get to know their hobbies some of which are very uh surprising like darren flash williams who i assume is just supposed to be like a sportsy dude his hobbies are track obviously but also music and shakespearean literature mm-hmm. wow secret educated side mm-hmm. i like madame zostra because she's supposed to be like more of like the kind of mystical supernatural as she probably you know reads cards so she likes astrology cooking that's fine but baseball huge yeah. into baseball mm-hmm. this dude likes football and shiny objects <laughs> <laughs> I think Madame Zoster probably uses her mystical whatever, if she is indeed mystical, to yeah. probably uh, bet on those baseball games, and that is why that is her interest. <laughs> Professor Longfellow, though, he likes Gaelic music specifically, drama, and fine wines. So he's a very cultured, very man. cultured yeah. man. Yeah. Oh wow, Father Reinhardt, the priest, he likes fencing. He's so what? old. He likes fencing and gardening. Those are he's probably so, spry. Like, in the church graveyard, maybe he like does a lot of gardening, and then <laughs> and, and and while he's while in between it. gardening, he's out there practicing his fencing by himself <laughs> against a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Akimoto likes bugs and basketball. Yeah. Simple yeah. things in life. Yeah, he's a child. Like any boy yeah, who doesn't like, like bugs and basketball. Yeah, he's thirteen. Oh. You also get their birthday, which I guess is mostly because the first player rule is that the character's birthday that is coming soonest is the first player, which is a weird rule. It's not your birthday. It's the character's Yeah, it's it's, it's, as a first player rule, it's okay because it does vary it. Um, pretty well, except for how most of the time we play this game, it's, it's very close to Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about upgrades. Yeah, so upgrades. So one of the things we're talking about is how the clips, they suck. 
basically for keeping track of your things. And there's the app. There's also on, um, you can find a lot of things just like on Etsy and stuff of just like other types of clips you can add to the already existing cards of just like kind of almost like, what are those called? Clips. Just clips. I think they're coffin shaped clips, but there's a debate around that. Like a a tracker? Pointers. Pointers. Like, I don't know. We don't know there's what they're better, called. <laughs> but there's better versions of the clips online. Ones that are also longer to like more accurately point to the number you are at. Um, there's also like an official Wizards of the Coast upgrade kit for Betrayal that comes with slightly different, like the character cards are different and you have like a different way to track like you move a little circle on the side to show what number you're at. Yeah, it's like a dial. So the, which seems like that's a really good way to like keep track of your stats. Um, especially if you don't want to use the app and you like having the thing in front of you, which mm-hmm. I would prefer to have. Except they changed the art on all of the cards, and I do not like the art. Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, it's, we forgot to say. We forgot to say. But of the six characters, well, it's really kind of twelve because they each have two different two sides. But like three of them are women. Yeah. So like oh, yeah. it's equal it's opportunity. Totally equal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But for the like I was saying, the art on the upgrade kit it's just they changed the style of the art they changed how i feel the characters are interpreted on the art like their ethnicities for some of them and like mm-hmm. their styles i just i'm not a fan of it and i was like excited at the fact that maybe i'll buy this upgrade kit just to make it easier to track the stats but honestly the art like turns me off of it enough that i'm like no not worth it no, I, yeah it's very whitewashed i just got really i got attached to the way that these characters look in the game that we mm-hmm. have and i cannot accept substitutes yeah. <laughs> honestly I just want to make that same art except just with like except the dials. Track, with yeah. the, the dials the upgrade kit does come up does come with some really pretty green dice Ooh. They're like green swirly colors with like yellow pips in them. I do want that those match dice. the uh, box. It matches colors. the box yeah. so nice. They're very pretty. I really like to upgrade dice in my games. Sometimes if I'm at a con where they sell dice, like Chessex has booths everywhere, and I love to just go buy new dice. Like, oh, this game I know uses a D10, so I'm going to buy a new pretty one. But with games like this where the more specialized dice, that's just not an option because I can't just walk up to the dice booth and be like, oh, what do you have in terms of a D6 where all of the sides have zero, one, or two <laughs> yeah. on them? So I really like that they made that because they look way prettier than just the boring white oh, ones. Oh, yeah. Instead of the boring white ones, these ones are very pretty, but like so, I said, the character themselves the character- are oh, it, it makes me so mad. I don't like the arts. I don't like the new arts. <laughs> so no. if you buy this game new now in stores, do you get this art that you're talking about from that you would get with the this Wizards upgrade kit? Because like now it's published by Wizards, isn't it? It'll yes. So. No, I don't. Th- I, yeah, I think this is still like the it's considered like the deluxe character cards and premium dice okay. kit. Okay. Because yeah, why game- would they include it when they could charge you extra? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this game came out in like 2004, and I think we have pretty much. Uh, an OG copy we a, that we bought. Looks like we have the second edition the board. Oh, says. really? Okay. No, that's mine. I don't oh, know yeah. if you, you guys might have an older one, because I only yeah. got this recently, because I just played your guys' copy for forever. Mm. Oh, mm. well, we've had this game for forever. Mm-hmm. It is, like, my... One of my OG gaming renaissance yeah. introduction <laughs> games. This and essentially like Munchkin was the first know. real games I played again. I think this is the very first board game that I ever bought. Board game as in like these new board games and not like Monopoly board yeah. games. Mm-hmm. This is the first one I ever bought, I think. As far as other fancy <clears throat> things, uh, there's a lot of things like I looked on Etsy today and there's like a dice tower that's like the house that's just a little <sighs> haunted house dice tower and that was adorable. I love it. <laughs> I, I do. I really like want that now. Um, there's also a couple different inserts. There's like an, a broken token insert, but there's also other brands inserts. Um, the nice thing about that, I would think, is 
all the little tokens for there's like monster tokens and there's tokens for the different kinds of rooms like locks the dripping tokens all those um we have it organized in just a bunch of little plastic baggies or before we had it as just one plastic bag with everything in it which was just a disaster so there's so many tokens especially when you get like the expansions and stuff and so it's like find the small monster token it's just like yeah. Find okay, pause. Resume game in an hour. Yeah. Find small monsters. <laughs> Find the drip token. Oh god, that's what we had to do the last time god, we played. Okay. It's a black square shaped token. It says drip. Like a hundred other tokens yeah. in this bag. For it. So like I would think an insert or one of the like things that specifically just holds all the tokens to make them easier to find would be very nice for this game. Mm-hmm. To kind of just save on that headache of just searching through all the little plastic baggies until you find the right one. Yeah. I feel like additional additional organization is like essential for this game. And like we like to rebaggy our games so they're more organized, but searching through like ten different baggies is much more challenging, I bet, than like having a nice organizer inside. Yeah. But on the other hand, like we've had this game for like ten years and never before considered the fact that we might need an organizer for True. it. True. But now we know they exist and I, I can't know. live without Yeah, so. now that I know it ha- it it's there, I want it. I but do feel like I need one. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't think about it at all before today. Mm-hmm. But now I need one. Mm-hmm. I've always had that thought when we play it, like, this is an obnoxious way to search for tokens. There has to be a better way to do this. But never connected, like, what that better way would be. Just be like, there should be a better way yeah, for this. Should. Oh, well. I'm just gonna keep dealing yes, with this. Not, like, you own inserts from any other games. It's yeah. just never Yeah, never it didn't occur. No, <laughs> trail. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because we've had this game since before we really knew that inserts were an option. I've never thought to, like, retroactively go back and look yeah. for one. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I guess the the newest addition to the Betrayal saga, I, I guess, is Betrayal Legacy. This is the version of the game that changes as you play it. Obviously, we don't want to do any spoilers for people who are considering this. But, Patty, do you want us to tell us a little bit about all the differences um, that, that Legacy kind of adds to the mix? Sure. So, I think it does clean up the rules a little bit, which isn't like that exciting. But yeah, but the rules, fun. something about this game being as old as it is, is that it plays a little bit messy. Like the rules are not as defined in some places as I would prefer them to be. Yeah. And I think part of that is just that like people weren't really like making games like this yet. Yeah. And it wasn't clear like what was going to be obvious and what was going to be not when you made it. Yeah, so the legacy version, like they went over the rules and now they are more clear. Yeah. So that's a lot better. And it adds a new area. You can go outside the house. Ooh. Which is fun. Which is mostly entertaining because I feel like for a lot of the scenarios for the Legacy game, you like start on like the front steps or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I always want to just like not go in the house. <laughs> you go like, in this creepy house? I'm like, no. No, stay out here. Just go to leave. <laughs> it's funny that they add outside because like the original version has like the graveyard, but like technically the graveyard's like kind of inside the house like yeah. you can like go into the graveyard and then just go into another room like, yeah. the upstairs which is yeah. kind of funny too you like dug you like made you made a dirt pit underneath yeah. it maybe so that it was deep enough yeah. to bury some bodies up so on having like an herbarium greenhouse in your, in your house you're like you know what I'm gonna cultivate a graveyard I don't know how well it would work to have an in-house graveyard <laughs> like in terms of like leakages yeah <laughs> like would bodies decompose well under the <laughs> do I want them to decompose <laughs> sorry Patty <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah the legacy game is pretty good the 
there's like an overarching story for the campaign. There's still like the different haunts, like every game. Yeah, the overarching story is pretty decent. Um, it's weird, which I enjoyed. It's not what I expected. Oh, it's very wacky. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, how wacky it is. How does the tra- trader work? Is there a trader from among yeah. you? Does it change every time you play? There's like a different haunt every time. So, it works okay. pretty much the same. I think they changed how the haunt you roll for the haunt slightly. I think mm-hmm. you roll a number of dice equal to how many omens are out. And you have to get above like five or something. Mm-hmm. So, in theory, you couldn't just trigger on the first one. But we did also play a bunch of games where it triggered. We were just like, through like five omens in like five turns, the hunt triggered like immediately. <laughs> so it's still pretty great. Well, the the house like every every game in Legacy, you add extra rooms to the house, so extra tiles get added. So I feel like, especially in those first few games, it became this like the odds of just hitting all the omens really fast was higher. Yeah. So it's just like really easy to trigger really mm-hmm. hot in those first few games. Yeah. So they tried to make it so you don't trigger the hunt right away, but eh. <laughs> oh well, it's still. I mean, like it's still betrayal. Right? I mean, this game, like I don't mind if we trigger the haunt super early usually because it just adds like a different challenge. I think when you trigger the haunt and like how much exploring you do- you've done has come sometimes will weight the game differently. Like if you've done a lot of exploring. It can weight it a little more towards the hero's side, but then again, you also like have a lot more rooms to go to if you need to go to a specific room, yeah. so it might oh, yeah. work out. But I definitely feel like if you reveal early, it's easier on the trader because they don't have to go as far to Everyone's get to you. Closer. It's easier for the trader in that sense, but some of the a lot of the scenarios, like either the hero or the trader is trying to find something, oh, and the yeah. earlier it gets revealed, I feel like the person who's doing the hunting just gets majorly hosed, because they have to do a lot more of it. That's true. Unless mm. they just hit the jackpot. So it, it it might not be like, it waits it towards the trader or the heroes, it's just weighted towards whoever, whoever has to find has a to thing. Find <laughs> room well, yeah, I feel like yeah. all the scenarios are not definitely weighted towards somebody, yes. and it depends on you yeah. the room. I think we did one where, like, the house collapses, like, slowly. But, but if that was one of the ones like that we five rooms open. We, that was one of the ones we triggered like after one round of the game. So it's like, oh, the house is gonna collapse very slowly. And it's like, oh, there's like three rooms, so we're just gonna lose. Okay, cool. So I've never played Legacy, um, but I think someone told me you're playing like the descendants of the people in the game before you. Or are you this? It's like, why would you keep going to this? Oh, haunted yeah. house and terrible things keep happening to you each time you go. Yeah, so instead of just getting, like, a character where you're, like, uh-huh. the guy, you have, like, a family. So then, like, you play as their descendants, and, like, every game takes place, like, 20-ish years okay. later. That's not so, a spoiler, right? That's just, like, yeah. how the no, game plays? Okay. Yeah. 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 So, like, if you survive the previous game, you could just play the same person again, like, 20 years oh, older. Oh, so you're just, like... If oh. you want. Or you can start a new character, like, whatever. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty neat. So you're, like, attached to your person. You're, like, I want... I want them to be 20 years more mature and yeah. give this another shot. I feel like if I started as, like, an 8-year-old and I survived, I'd be like, yeah, this 8-year-old's gonna go back in that house and, like, yeah, they, they got, got the experience. Or, like, they got or a- maybe they're trying to get over the trauma from being in the house and they're like, okay, I'm 28 now, like, as an adult, maybe this, all this stuff was in my mind and didn't really happen. Now mm. I'm going back to this house they to face my fears, like... Yeah. And if this was a normal horror movie, I'd be like, God, you're an idiot. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> do not go back to the house. We have a questionable mental health professional in their life who says, like, you know, like, you really need to deal with your trauma because this never really happened. And, like, yeah. they're like, 
am I crazy? Am I not crazy? And so, you know. That's 100% how this movie would play out. (laughs) That's also cool because when you're doing, I mean, either you're returning or your descendants are returning, there are some items that you can turn into, like, your heirlooms. Mm. Um, So you get to put, like, your family crest sticker on it. And if you're the one who gets the item later, it's, like, a better benefit for you because you're like, well, this is my great-grandpappy's Taco Bell menu. (laughs) (laughs) Side side note, you get to name a lot of the items you have the original cheesy bean and rice <laughs> I do like the heirloom system is like, this is like some things where you're like oh this is my heirloom hunting rifle which makes sense and then you can get some weird dumb items <laughs> this is my family's heirloom toy plastic rocket <laughs> <laughs> through generations. or heirloom tomato plant <laughs> so the plastic rocket is like the best item because it makes you just go fast <laughs> you go pachoo I think you have to. I don't know if it's required by the game, but it's required by me. It's not like a rocket you ride around in. It's just like a toy plastic rocket that you just hold. So you just, just hold like, it. And just like run fast. But it increases you your speed. Yeah. yeah. It's like how you... Yeah. You it's paint works vehicles red, it makes them go faster. So you have toy rocket, it makes you think like, I can go faster, and then you just run faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Get it? Heirloom toy rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make the first generation go faster. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, legacy game is pretty fun. I liked it. Yeah, betrayal makes like a good legacy system. Yeah, if you like betrayal, I think it's definitely worth checking out betrayal legacy if you have a group that will play it all the way through. Because it does just like add new new stuff. Yeah. yeah, I haven't played it yet, but I was really excited when they mm-hmm. announced it mm-hmm. because I like this game a lot and I feel like playing it as a legacy game seems really neato. It is really neato. Even though I never got to be the traitor so I was just the world's most boringest person. I mean I had lots of great adventures. There was a a great saga of the history of the Butterworth family. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah and at the end of the campaign you end up with a game of Betrayal at House on the Hill that you can just play normally. Oh that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's just yeah. like betrayal, except mm-hmm. then everything has dumb names. Mm-hmm. If you're anybody I know, because <laughs> I, like, I can't take legacy like, games seriously. I'm probably indecision about what to name my family. I feel like Butters- Butterworth is a yeah. My favorite character was she started as a child, so she was Lil Bertha. Aww. <laughs> and then you know she aged into Big Bertha Butterworth. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, Patty, grab that board. Okay. It is time once again to discuss our big board of board games. Any new listeners, there is this uh, stat listed on BoardGameGeek.com where people will basically vote for how complex they think a game is, so essentially how difficult. And we're just keeping track of that so we can know which board game we're in the mood to play and how difficult things are. So, Betrayal, in the scope of other games we've played, does anyone have any feelings on how difficult it is? Yes. I feel like in between, we have Bosk listed at 2.33 and Photosynthesis at 2.28. I know those numbers are really close, but somehow I feel like Betrayal's complexity is somewhere between Bosk and Photosynthesis. It's something that I maybe wish we would have mentioned at the beginning, but like Betrayal is like a really good intro game. I feel like if you have people who like don't want to learn to play complicated games and it's hard to get them to play games with you, like 
This one is relatively simple to like mm-hmm. learn and the rules make besides sometimes the iffy rule book. Like the rules make sense. Like it's not it's not a hard game. Yeah. And that's just, why like, I liked it so much. And stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. You just like go go wander and explore. Yeah. As long as your friends are into spookiness, they yeah. will like this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, why are they your friends anyway? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I agree with Arizona that it would maybe be between those two, but that's like very, very specific. I could maybe even put it underneath photosynthesis or arboretum. Maybe between 2.0 and 2.16. I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't done this yet, like, so I don't know. Parks and Takedo. Yeah, so you think so it's like, like a, it's like a vacation level difficulty and relaxation in this house. Yeah. So you think it's like under a two point Yes, it could okay. be. It could be. That's my guess. Okay. I'm not gonna guess because I already looked at those. Sarah's a cheater. Cheaters. <laughs> I mean, everybody's guessing real low though. There's Are we some, wrong? There's some difficult spooks. Um, we've got a two point three seven, which is gonna put it oh, above boss. Above boss. Wow. Just under blood just rage. Which seems oh, I don't fair think. bit under blood rage. This is a pretty big. Yeah, gap. there's a bigger gap there. So, so it's uh, it's definitely harder to explore a haunted house than it is to do anything tree related. But it still does not have that same uh, rigor of uh, slaughtering your enemies mm-hmm. on the field of battle. And it's not as hard as just find trying to find Dracula. As in, yeah, which is apparently very difficult. I honestly economically stable something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I disagree with this uh, rating pretty strongly. I think that m- m- all of the tree games feel more complicated to me I than betrayal, agree. but it does. Like, the tree games, you have to make some really complex decisions. Like, yeah. it's very brainy. Whereas in Betrayal, I mean, I love it, but things more happen to you yeah. than happen because of you. Yeah, I mean, like, yes. the first half of the game, you don't really have any complicated decision-making at all. You're just walking around exploring rooms. Reading and cards and spooky voice. And then, yeah. like, during the haunt, you might have to do some strategizing, but like not heavy strategizing. No. Right? It's like run around and yeah. like do the thing. Yeah. I think about it stuff happens to you. from like a perspective of like teaching someone to play a game who has never played games. So and, easy like, to teach this game. Like Bosk, I knew how to play games and I had no idea what I was doing yeah. the entire time I played that the first time. Like Arboretum, like yeah, it's simple but like also Sport, too abstract yeah. sometimes yeah. and like I would just, I would feel much more comfortable teaching a newbie board gamer yeah. to play Betrayal yeah. than any of those tree games. It's just walk around and explore rooms, yeah. like, the basic part of Betrayal, and then you get into more Yeah, yeah. and things, like, really more, like, unfold as it progresses, whereas a lot of those tree games, you have to understand the end before you can even start. Mm-hmm. Like, Betrayal is a good game for, like, the, the learn-as-you-go kind mm-hmm. of play style, too, mm-hmm. which I think makes it a lot more accessible to... You don't have to be intimidated because, like, at least until the haunt, we're kind of all here to, like, help each other and, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, you're not really making decisions on your own. And if maybe you become the betrayer and you've never done it before, it could be challenging, maybe, but. So, Board Game Geek, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We're right. Everybody who voted on it. Okay, then, um, this episode we are going to do something special, which is we're actually going to do a live playthrough of this game, if you guys are into that. But before we do, we do need to keep to our classic wrap-up mode with a question that we will discuss, but also hope that everyone who has feelings about this will send us an email. Again, it is notplayingtowin at gmail.com. So now we just want to know, what is the most memorable, wacky, crazy, stupid betrayal moment that you can recall? 
You just go around the table, Sarah? Also, um, the very first time I played this, it started me off with a bang in that um, I was a creepy little girl, Missy Dubois, and I became the traitor by finding a dog, and... I got to be a werewolf. (laughs) What a surprise. And I was such a good werewolf, and I bit everyone else in the house, and I turned them all into werewolves, and I won. And it was great, and my dog helped me, and it was the best game ever. And since then, I have always loved this game. (laughs) My favorite moment from playing Betrayal is we did the haunt where the giant bird comes and picks up our house. And you only have so many parachutes, so everyone's trying to, like, get the parachute and get out of the house. And we were all inside the room, inside a room, like, fighting each other. And my brother left the room and threw dynamite into it. And he managed to kill all of us. And then he just basically (laughs) went into the room then and pulled the parachute off of, like, our dead, lifeless bodies. And then just, like... Went and made a jump for it, and he got to live, and everyone else died. I just liked the idea, because he went to look up something, like, we had this discussion beforehand, like, if I threw dynamite, like, would dynamite, like, damage the parachute? We had this, like, conversation, like... I was gonna say, I feel like if you threw dynamite at it, the the there would be holes in the parachute. Yeah. But it probably doesn't say it in the rules. It we're like, no, no, the dynamite wouldn't damage the parachute. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna throw dynamite into this room. And, and then, like, everyone, like... Everyone failed real bad. It was terrible. But it was, like, funny. <laughs> you were all working... T- like, you guys were all on the same side, right? There was only so many parachutes. Yeah. Oh, so, like, there wasn't a portrayer per se besides the giant bird, but, like, not all of you were gonna... Not all of us were gonna make it. Yeah, okay. But more than one <laughs> probably could have made it. <laughs> probably. But, you know, do what you can to survive. <laughs> it was just it was really funny at the time. <laughs> the dynamite really does make stuff, like happen decisively. <laughs> Which there's, I guess it is dynamite. There's no loyalty to friends or family <laughs> no, in a haunted house, I guess. Nope. <laughs> one of my favorite ones, we had one of the haunt scenarios where like there wasn't a specific betrayer, but like the house was flooding rapidly and we all had to get to boats that were upstairs. And Sarah was having a real hard time getting upstairs. I think the only way to get up there had like been taken away by like water. I think what happened is that I was on like the ground floor and I got into the mystic elevator and then the ground floor flooded. And so my only choice was to try, try to, get to get there there by using the mystic elevator. So Sarah had been trying to use the mystic elevator, trying, trying. She didn't have very much life left at all. And she used the mystic elevator and it went to the basement and the doors opened and she <laughs> drowned. <laughs> Basement. It crashed like it crashed. Crash. Into <laughs> the basement. I think Sarah might have already been dead, and then the doors opened and drowned her. No, I don't I think, think I was dead. I think no. I just was barely clinging to life. Okay. But crashed, it hurt her, the doors opened, she yeah. drowned. drowned. Yeah. It was it was very comical. It was. <laughs> My favorite one is it, it was a really wacky scenario, so it's definitely a widow's walk yes. one, I believe. Um so we were essentially trying to destroy all these horcruxes so we could kill this big bad. Yeah, Obviously, was, they don't use the word yeah. horcrux. It's an off-brand Harry Potter. Off, off-brand horcrux. Um, so after, you know, we, like, destroyed the duck or whatever, then the <laughs> last horcrux was this egg. And it could move, you know, as eggs do. So I assume it was just, like, rolling around. So this egg that we have to destroy rolled itself into a room. And then because of rules of whatever specific room, it, like, this egg just rolled into the room and locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> and we had such a hard time getting into the room. We 
we could not unlock the doors to the room so that we could crush this egg. It was just an egg hiding in this locked room. Just trying to bash the door down to get in this egg. I think you have to use knowledge to do locks. I think all of us were too stupid or like our roles kept failing. It wasn't going well. We were all outsmarted by an egg. Did we win in the end or did the egg somehow win? I have no idea. I think we won, but it took a lot longer. Yeah. It was so funny because like, I'm pretty sure we like we opened the Trader's Tome to this scenario and we were like, oh, this one's kind of lame and we we're playing it and like, this isn't like super exciting. And then the egg happened and like, I'll never forget that <laughs> game now. <laughs> uh, I think the favorite, my favorite thing I ever did is I got a, an event one time where you like cut your hand off and then you put an item in its place. You know, <laughs> oh, Army yeah, of Darkness yeah, yeah. style. <laughs> but dark. the way you do it is that you just cut your hand off and then you just draw the top card of the item deck and you get that and I drew the suit of armor. <laughs> Do you think it was a tiny suit of armor or like a full size suit of armor? It's the full size one. It's kind of like a big old puppet. Does it like go like from your stump into like the stump of the suit of armor or does it connect to the back? Yeah. (laughs) I thought it went to the back kind of like a like a like a dummy. Yeah, that's what I was. But like. Holy hands cute. The last time I yes. I got that card, I yep. cut off my hand. I got a secret robe. Wait, a secret so, robe? Sacred. Oh, sacred. sacred robe. Sacred robe. Which I imagine it not even like having a shape to it. I just imagine I just like kind of just like poorly tied it on there and then I was just like, look at my piece of fabric. It's a robe. Arizona's currently flailing her arm about as if you could imagine flailing a robe about on the end of your arm. Yes. <laughs> It was very, it was very funny. I mean, ideally, you would pull like the chainsaw card yeah. after you cut off your hand, but like it's definitely what they envisioned. But like, there's yeah. a lot of dumb items. Yeah. <laughs> All right, like I said, we are gonna do a live playthrough of this. Well, live for us. You guys can listen to it whenever the fuck you want. If you're not into that, you I mean, feel free to just turn this off now. But please do remember to visit us online. We are notplayingtowin.wordpress.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at notplayingtowin. Send us an email. Let us know your thoughts. We care about you deeply. People we've never met. Or people we haven't met actually listening to this. <laughs> Either way, you know, uh... Let us know your thoughts. Is there anything else we need to say? I would love to hear your stupid stories about things you did in betrayal. Please, please send us your stupid betrayal stories. (laughs) That's what I live for. Also, if you want to listen to us play the game, you'll get to hear all of our best spooky voices. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun, always. 10 out of 10 would recommend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for you people leaving, goodbye. For everyone else, hold on to your butts. (laughs) Or ooh. All right, I, Kate, am now taking on the role of Professor Longfellow. I am 57 years old, 5 foot 11, 153 pounds. I know you are all dying to know. (laughs) My birthday is July 27th. My hobbies include Gaelic music, drama, and fine wines. I am going to be Madame Zostra, who is the lady with the pimpling. With the lean. (laughs) She is 37. She's 5 foot Nothing and weighs 150 pounds. <laughs> and her hobbies are astrology, cooking, and baseball, like everybody thought, or like everybody talked about. Um, this is Sarah, and I am now Peter Akimoto. I'm 13 years old, uh, 4'11", and weigh 98 pounds. My birthday is September 3rd, and my hobbies are bugs 
and basketball, and apparently wearing backwards-facing caps. <laughs> we have that in common. <laughs> I'm Emily, and I'm playing Heather. I have a beautiful set of pearls on my character. I am age 18, 5 foot 2, 120 pounds. My hobbies are television and shopping. Television is not a hobby. And my birthday is August 2nd. I mean... Is television not a hobby? I feel like everyone's hobby yeah. is television, <laughs> so it doesn't really Maybe count. Maybe not right? in 2004 yeah, when television. this game was created. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm Arizona, taking on the role of Ox Bellows, age 23, height 6'4", weight 288 pounds, pure muscle. You're a big <laughs> beefy boy. <laughs> boy. His name's Ox. Yeah, Ox, obviously. <laughs> uh, birthday, October 18th, so it just happened. Oh, that means you're not going to get to go first. Not going first. Uh, My hobbies, football, obviously, and shiny objects, which we share that in common. (laughs) So I suppose all of our characters, I don't know, they're all like horror movie trope characters, right? That's kind of how this works. Like. Yeah, this was. Yeah. yeah. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Mm-hmm. All right, who's going first? My birthday is not till August, so probably not me. Mine's Patty's December tenth. Yep, that sounds right. Yep. Patty's first. Oh boy. Madame okay. Zostra gets to go first. Happy early birthday to you. Oh boy, she is gonna start in the entrance hall, and I'm gonna go to the left. To the left. To the left. Okay. The window. The swagger over there. We have revealed the organ room. Ooh. Sure. You get an event. Cool. The walls. This room is warm. Flesh-like walls pulse with a steady heartbeat. Your own heart beats with the rhythm of the house. You are drawn into the walls and emerge somewhere else. You must draw the next room tile and put it in that house. You're exploring that room. See, it's a place where everyone wants. You must play right next to the (laughs) door. Spookily went next door. It's the charred room. And you get to do the thing in the chart room, which is an omen. Oh boy, I found the dog! <gasps> oh, I'm so jealous! He's a cute dog. Oh, I've never gotten a dog. He's not, he's not spooky. He's a dog. He's a good boy. What does he tell you? Well, read, read he's it. He's a mangy dog and he's friendly. Read it. I gave him my insanity. He's a good boy. What's. <laughs> I like, it says you hope it is a good boy, essentially. <laughs> he is. Put your dog in your room. Okay, Peter Akimoto is gonna. How much speed do I have? Four? I wanna go to the right. The library. Um, once per game, if I end my turn here, I will gain a knowledge. That's good, because I'm gonna probably be ending my turn here. And I get an event. Before we read your event, I just need the listeners to know that if they just heard some ruffling, it's because Patty felt compelled to stand up, go to his case of minis, and pull out a little doggo mini. <laughs> because the dog token was not cute or good enough. <laughs> the mini's I too mean, big. Oh, no, I see it. There it is. He's perfect. I thought it was the mini in It's a little hand. corgi, and it's got red eyes, so I don't know if it's a good boy. <laughs> it's a warlock! Is it a dungeon and doggos? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, back to my event, you guys. Um, whoops! You feel a body under your foot. <laughs> Before you can leap away from it, you're knocked over. A giggling voice runs away from you. Turn over all your item cards, I don't have any, <laughs> and shuffle them. 
The player to my right randomly discards. It turns out that I don't have any, so it doesn't matter. It's my turn, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who am I? You're Heather. Heather. Right in front of you. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go up to the foyer and then to the right. Oh, creaky hallway. Oh, creaky hallway. Okay. I'm gonna continue. Give a speed of four, so that was one, two. And I'm gonna go one more. A dusty hallway. <laughs> From the creaky hallway to the dusty hallway. Okay, so that was one, two, three. I can go one more, I guess. <laughs> Another hallway. <laughs> gonna go this way. Oh, good. The conservatory. Do you think when you enter into the dusty hallway, does all creaking sounds stop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's like, well, because the dust mutes the creaking. <laughs> There's no dust in the creaky hallway and no creaking in the dusty hallway. <laughs> Every step you take in the dusty hallway, a little poof oh, dust yeah. comes up, poof, I imagine. Poof. All right, here is my event. Skeletons. Mother and child. Still embracing. Put the skeletons token in this room and take one die of mental damage. Seeing those... Clutching skeletons has made me. I feel like compared to some of the other crazy. stuff that's happened already, that's not that spooky. Like Patty got sucked into a a, a vagina wall or something. Essentially, <laughs> a fleshy it's like wall. a fleshy. Yes, vaginas do have fleshy walls inside of them. So, exactly. <laughs> um, cool. question. So, what's your explorer's turn? That explorer can attempt a sanity roll to search the skeletons. <laughs> Does my turn end immediately after reading the event, or can I now attempt to search these skeletons? I think you can search. You have to stop moving after you read an event. Okay, so I'm going to try to search these skeletons. I'm actually kind of smart, so that's okay. Okay, so... Oh, it's a sanity roll. So do a sanity roll. I have to look at my base stat. I have three sanity, which means I get to roll three dice, and then we'll see what happens. Probably nothing good. <laughs> Bad things, but I'm going to do it anyways, because that's how I like to play. Oh, you got four. That's oh, fuck. Good. No, it didn't work. <laughs> you dig around, but find nothing, and I take one die of mental damage. Are you sure you take a die of mental damage? You, yeah, you had to take one die just by looking okay, at it. Zero damage and one damage. You're already not doing so great. Nope. Heather is not a sane individual. I have these not a lot here. of sanity. I really wanted to search those skeletons. Maybe next time. But I can't this, this isn't D&D, you're not going to find treasure in their bodies. <laughs> so Ox has a speed of four, so he's going to go one, two, three. He's going to go to the upper landing and find... Ooh, the chapel! Aww. Once per game, if you end your turn here, you gain one sanity. And I get an event. Something slimy! What's around your ankle? A bug? A tentacle? A dead hand crawling? You must attempt a speed roll. I need four dice, please. I got a one? That's probably not great. I lose one might. Good thing Ox is beefy. Good thing he's a big beefy boy. I mean, he's still pretty beefy. Bless beefy. He hasn't had time to do any curls in the last two hours, so he's losing his muscle mass. I mean, since I'm ending in the chapel, I'm getting one sanity, so... Okay, my professor has a speed of four, and maybe I should follow you upstairs to do further exploration. Yeah. So I will go one, two, three, four. I found the collapsed room! Oh, oh you're gonna fall. I'm gonna fall on my ass. Okay, I must attempt a speed roll of five plus to avoid falling, and my speed is four. So I get to roll four dice. 
did it! Okay, so I just get, but I ran out of speed, so I'm just, you're just like balancing on the I'm done and just balancing on like one creaky board. Good job. The collapse room always reminds me of, um, in like Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. There's like a big hole in the ground that he lets the robbers fall into. That is exactly what I imagine when I like think about the collapse room. It's either you're like, oh, I saw that there was a giant hole here, or you're like the the robbers and you just fall face down all the way to the basement. Those are your two options. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna proceed to the left. You found the statuary corridor. Ooh. Okay. What's a statuary? It's a, a statue. statue. Oh. And it's a corridor I full see of now. statues. I see now that there are statues in this uh, <laughs> corridor. Oh, I found the burning man. <gasps> a man on fire runs through the room. His skin ah! bubbles and cracks, falling away from him and leaving a fiery skull that clatters uh. to the ground, bounces, rolls, and disappears. I love this one. You must attempt a sanity roll. I have five dice. So oh, you're sane. Next, I have a dog. Mm-hmm. I have three sanity. I got, uh, like, seven. Okay, I feel a little hot under the collar, but otherwise fine. <laughs> sanity. You're just like, whew, that was a hot was burning weird. man. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably Nicolas oh, Cage in Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> doing that, like, dramatic collar fanning thing, like, whew. <laughs> All right, I am going to go through the creaky hallway and out this way. The junk room! Oh, I hate that junk room. Um, when exiting, you must attempt a might roll of three plus. If you fail, lose one speed, but continue moving. Just a I have boy. to do an omen first. I'm not very mighty. Oh, oh, I found a madman, a companion, a a raving, frothing madman. I gain two might and lose one sanity now. Uh So this little boy just like... I found a a crazy old man. To remind everyone, Sarah is playing the child, Peter Akimoto. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I lose the madman, I will lose two might and gain one sanity. (laughs) And I make a haunt roll now. Which... How many haunt? How many do we have? Two, just two. I way more than two. Did fine. Where am I? Okay, I'm gonna go straight through the dusty hallway. I'm a very strong kid. I'm ripped. You found the Mystic Elevator. <laughs> found the Mystic Elevator. <laughs> did you want to use it or did you want to? No, probably not. But so that was um one, two, three, four. Hey, Oxbellow, oh, what's your what's your might? It is five. Oh, my might is five? <laughs> this little boy. Oh, so is mine. You guys, you guys, I found hey, the game room. Do you even lift? <laughs> <laughs> you just have this big scary madman to do all your heavy lifting for you. <laughs> and I'll ride on his shoulders. <laughs> so I'm in the game room exploring and behind a portrait is a wall safe. <gasps> it is trapped, of course. Can safes be trapped? Because that can be trapped. Oh. <laughs> so, put the safe token in this room. Once during an explorer's turn, that explorer can attempt a knowledge roll to open the safe. I am going to attempt a knowledge roll to open the safe. Maybe I'll be more successful. How come you didn't try to loot your skeletons before you left the room? I am. Look at where I am in my sanity. I can oh, only- you're almost <laughs> gonna die. <laughs> I was too risky. The skeletons still have treasure on them. If anyone wants to go, treasure. Three. Got three. Oh my god. Okay. Two to four. Take and I roll a three. Take one die of physical damage. 
Yay, zero. I got zero. <laughs> but the safe photo. <laughs> Next time I will try to unlock safe again. It's over here. Sorry. Heather is not having a good time so far. No. Maybe it's because she's used to having everything what? handed to her. Offensive. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna keep exploring this upper area. Maybe if I can find an upper tile. Okay. And I went into <laughs> the bloody room. Nice. So the bloody room is like a wood floor and there's just like blood all over it. Yeah, and this chair. Yeah. I need <laughs> so you could sit and watch whatever happens. <laughs> so I got an item. Oh I got a blood dagger. Perfect. How perfect. A nasty oh, weapon. This one. Needles and tubes extend from the handle and plunge right into your veins. You roll three additional dice, maximum of eight dice, when making a might attack with this weapon. If you do, lose one speed. You can't use another weapon while you're using this one. You can't lose it. If it's stolen, take two dice of physical damage. So this dagger came and, you know, plunged itself into my veins. And now it's part of me. That's came. I think you picked up that dagger off the bloody floor. It didn't, like, walk like, into the room. <laughs> it's true. I was like, what do I do with this? There's, like, a needle and an IV. I'm just going to attach this. No. Well, I think what happens is I was like, oh, look at this cool dagger in this bloody mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. I picked it up and then it went. Yeah. And, I think like, it makes sense because obviously whoever hand. had the dagger before <gasps> tried to take it off and, like, all their blood spurred it out and that they makes, probably died here. That's why it's so bloody in there. But I am a lot mightier now. With my blood dagger. Okay, I'm gonna jump off this beam where I'm balancing in the collapsed room and move over this way. This way? This way. Into the gymnasium. Ooh. That's where you go lift. Yeah, I wanna be tough like everybody else, so I'm gonna go lift. If I end my turn here, I can gain a speed. But also, I have an omen, which is. A book, Ooh. a diary, or lab notes, ancient script, or modern ravings. <gasps> Gain two knowledge now, lose two knowledge if you lose the book. Then I need to make a hot roll. We're safe. But I do gain two knowledge from reading this book and a speed. one speed from working out. Yeah. I'm a tough old guy and a real smart one. <laughs> Patty, did you and your dog just want to go further down the statuary? But I do. You went straight into the abandoned room. Neat. You found an omen. I found a girl. <gasps> you get a girl and a dog. A girl. <laughs> alone. You free her. Gain a sanity and a knowledge. Patty's like real sane and real strong. Yeah, it's great. Real sane and you have a little, custody of her. Do you have a little girl mini you want to uh, add to this? Maybe you just want an orc or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, a girl doesn't need a mini. She doesn't doesn't like do anything. I guess. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like make this game. Well, there isn't even a token for her, is there? Yeah, no. no. But you know, she's not even a person. Oh shit! I'm in the junk room. So I ha- before I start, I have to make a. Might roll Might three roll. plus. Oh, good thing I'm so mighty. I get to roll five dice. I did it. All right. I'm going to go up. Wait, from the patio. I don't know how you got that oriented. I found the patio and I need to do an event. Disquieting sounds. A baby's cry. Lost and abandoned. A scream. <laughs> the crack of breaking glass. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> roll six dice. If I roll 
equal to or more than the number of omens that have been revealed, I gain a sanity. If not, I take one die of mental damage. So how many omens do we have? One, four, four. I did way better. So I gain a sanity. Nice. I'm like, you guys, I'm doing good. I'm strong. I'm sane. Nothing bad has happened to me. And I have a madman. <laughs> so I'm every in, child's dream. <laughs> honestly, kind of in rough shape. So <laughs> I'm gonna be lame and just go from the game room to the library. Oh, you're so lame. You're I'm not like, even gonna explore a room. No, I, I'm like you're gonna die. Yeah, I'm like one of my stats are almost to death already. So <laughs> after that, I'm gonna probably go to the chapel and be lame. So. What'd you get at the library? A knowledge? A knowledge, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna keep exploring up here from my bloody room with my oh, blood dagger. <laughs> you probably just I have found Ooh, the tower. You can attempt a might roll of three plus to cross. If you fail, stop moving. Do you think I do the event first or do I attempt to cross? It I first? think you, have you to can't stop. cross. You have to stop because okay. you're gonna do the event. Okay. It is meant to be. You collapse to the floor, visions of future events pouring through your head. Choose one of these two options. You can look at the top three tiles of the cards of any one stack. If you do, rearrange those three tiles or cards and put them in order. In any order and put them back on top. Don't tell anyone the results. You can choose instead to roll four dice and write down the result. One future die roll of your choice that you attempt, you can use that number instead of rolling. If that number is higher than the maximum possible results, use the maximum possible result. I'll do that. I'll roll down. I'll roll four dice and have a future number. I hope it's super shitty. <laughs> well, I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, five. Five's a pretty good number. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you gonna write that down? Yeah. You can write it on my phone. Okay, I'm done working out. Time to move on. Into the servants' quarters. Mm-hmm. And it's an omen. Holy symbol. <laughs> a symbol of calm in an unsettling world. Gain two sanity now. Getting these guys. My stats are so. There's a fixed hard. amount of bad luck in this game, and you just got it all. Just getting it all. Yeah. Then so I'm thanks. going to make a haunt roll. How many omens do we have out right now? One, two, three, four, five. Wow. You could have. Well, we're well, haunted. Oh, right. oh, oh boy. I'm not like ready at so, all. Well, Keith did not succeed her haunt roll, and she found her holy symbol inside of the servants' quarters. Okay. So we're uh, checking the trader's tome. Holy symbol. Haunt number nine. And who's the traitor? None. At first. Oh. So now we read. Do we read the traitor song or do we read the other? I think Kate should probably get to read the flavor text. Haunt number nine. The dance of death. (gasps) Every clock in the house strikes midnight. Even though you're sure it isn't that late. As the clock's quiet, a lone fiddler plays a haunting melody that floats through the air, calling you to dance. The music makes your soul shrivel, but it also makes your lips curl into a smile. How can something be so awful and so wonderful at the same time? Right now, this haunt does not begin with a traitor, only heroes. Each hero has a chance to become a traitor during his or her turn. If the pentagram chamber and stairs from the basement aren't in the house, the haunt revealer searches the room stack for them and places them in the basement. You can connect these rooms as you choose, but the pentagram chamber must be placed as far from the haunt revealer as possible. Do the same for the ballroom, connecting it to the ground floor room of your choice, then shuffle the room stack. What you know about the bad guys? Somewhere in the house, a dark fiddler is playing music that bites into your brain. A dance of death has begun in the ballroom. You win 
when you banish the Dark Fiddler. How to banish the Fiddler. To banish the Dark Fiddler, the heroes must complete the following steps in order. You can attempt only one during your turn. The hero carrying the holy symbol moves to the pentagram chamber. That hero can't voluntarily give the holy symbol to anyone else. So that's step one. Step two. A hero in the pentagram chamber with the holy symbol can attempt a sanity roll of five plus to defy the dark fiddler. You don't need to be carrying the holy symbol to attempt this roll as long as you are in the same room with it. If you succeed at this roll, put a sanity room in that token. Put a sanity (laughs) roll token in that room. Oh, I skipped this step. Set aside a number of triangular sanity tokens equal to the number of players. There's five. Patty, you're so close to the ballroom. Are you and your doggy going to do a dance? A dance, yes. Of death. Yes. Or are you going to dance with your girl? I guess that might be a little more natural. <laughs> or maybe the girl's going to dance with the dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both throttle dance. <laughs> no, maybe not that. <laughs> Okay, when the pentagram chamber has a number of sanity roll tokens equal to the number of explorers at the start of the haunt, the heroes have successfully banished the dark fiddler. So when all five of them get put in the pentagram chamber, then he's banished. You must do this at the start of your turn. You must attempt a sanity roll of four plus to resist the dark fiddler's lure, unless you are carrying the holy symbol. Oh, so I'm a mean. If you fail the sanity roll and you're in the ballroom, you become insane. (laughs) You are now a traitor. What if you fail the sanity roll, but you're not in the bar? If you fail this roll in another room, you take one sanity damage instead. Okay. If your sanity is reduced to the skull symbol, you don't die. Uh-oh. Instead, you become the traitor. <laughs> Otherwise, you must move towards the ballroom by the shortest route through the discovered rooms. You may perform other actions normally on the way if you wish. If your sanity drops to the skull symbol for any other reason in the scenario, you also become insane and turn traitor. The Dark Fiddler cannot be attacked. Yeah, it sounds like it, we could theoretically have multiple um, traitors okay. if, if everyone goes okay. insane. So the only way to do the winning is for everyone the needs holy symbol? Yeah. It's first, the holy symbol has to go to the pentagram chamber. Mm-hmm. And I'm not allowed to give it to anybody else. Okay. On purpose. I guess someone could murder me and take it, but that seems rude. Okay, step one. Kate goes I to have to get to pentagram. the pentagram chamber. Step two, once the once the symbol is in the pentagram chamber, any hero can attempt a sandy roll to defy the fiddler. If you succeed at their roll, you add a token to the room once there's five tokens in the room we win. Okay. Do we have to do that in the ballroom? Yes. No, the pentagram chamber. The, sanity, the sanity rolls have to happen in the pentagram chamber. Yeah. So we all have to go there. Yes. And if you fail your sanity roll at the start of your turn, you have to move towards the ballroom. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you okay. if, if you okay. fail the roll, you'll take. If you fail the sanity roll, everyone has to take their sanity roll at the beginning of their turn. If you fail it, you take a sanity damage. If it gets reduced to the skull symbol, you turn traitor instead of dying. If you fail the sanity roll, sanity roll in the ballroom, it doesn't matter what symbol you go down to. You just immediately turn. It's just basically okay. faster okay. when it okay. goes to the ballroom. But we have to move towards the ballroom if we lose the sanity roll, or just in general. If you fail the sanity roll in another room, and you don't turn traitor, you must move towards the ballroom okay. by the shortest okay. route. Do you move cool. your speed total towards the ballroom, too? Like, yep. you can't just yeah. be like, I'm gonna move one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So I'm gonna do my sanity roll because start my turn? Oh, so you can only even move to the pen- towards the pentagram chamber if you, you like, pass yes. your sanity yeah. roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, my sanity looks But, Kate, so. since you have the holy symbol, you don't have to do the sanity roll stuff, right? Yes. Guys, I think I'm gonna turn traitor. I think you are. <laughs> You're so close already. 
I did a because I have seven saves. Oh, why are you so sane? Because I have a dog and a girl. It's like an entire adventuring party. Now let's move three back into the foyer. And that, that's it. Mm. I'm great at these because I'm not crazy fast. sane like you. What do we have? What do we have to roll test? Four. Four. I passed. So, so I have four speeds. So I'm gonna go one, and then I'm stuck in the junk room. So I have to roll my might to get out. And I did it. So one. Can you go to the, towards the elevator, or you can get the elevator to... Oh, it goes no, to the, the basement foyer. stairs goes to the foyer. Oh, so. it does. Oh, one, two, three, four, so I'm just on the basement stairs right now. You're just gonna like, go down and wait for Kate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, once Kate gets there, I can uh, roll. We'll get to roll my three dice to try to beat this four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll be mm-hmm. fine. Nope. <laughs> roll the zero. <laughs> so, it's, you I, take one point of... Mental of sanity. One sanity. Yep, okay. Damage. I still got one And then left. you have to move towards, towards the, the ballroom. Ball one, two, three, four. Not there yet. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. Got one one more shot at this. You're gonna okay. you're gonna be a traitor. <laughs> Don't can't hurt me yet. Though. You're gonna dance the dance. Okay. Of, sanity yeah. is four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I passed, luckily. So now you're downstairs. You get to pet the dog. You're in the same room as the dog. Yeah. Arizona is now in the same room as the oh, dog. Dolly. I pet the dog. <laughs> took her mini and pet the dog mini. <laughs> this is not a visual podcast. We couldn't see that cute. Yeah, it was necessary. Okay, so I have a speed of five, so I just need to try to get downstairs as fast as I can. Maybe go past the classroom. One. Oh, shit. Okay. Maybe, yeah, one, the collapse will get you downstairs. Two. Yeah. One way or another. No, it's just one, two. Oh, two yeah. into the collapse room, and then I have to do... A speed roll. I think we've debated Might this be nice before. Might failed it. <laughs> Are you allowed to just, like, say you're going to fall through no, the hole? No, no, no. No, I succeed. Mm. Too bad. <laughs> Three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Everybody's Party hanging out with the, the dog. <laughs> you going to pet the dog, pet, too? Pet, pet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my turn. I guess I'll do my sanity roll. Ah, I passed again. And the best. And then I will go one into the stairs and two into the basement landing. And I'll go this way into the basement and go explore while I wait for everybody else to show up. What's in the Pentagon chamber? Pentagram? Pentagram, sorry. Uh, when exiting, you must attempt to nod, roll a four plus. If you fail, lose a sanity. I found the furnace room. If you end your turn here, take a point of physical damage. Fine. Fine. I get another omen. What a great choice, Betty. I got a crystal ball. Ooh. Easy images appear in the glass. Once during your turn, after the haunt is revealed, you attempt to knowledge roll appear in the crystal ball. I'm gonna do that. It's problematic to assume that Madame Zostra might already have a crystal ball in her position. This is a I mean, extra spooky one. She oh. is definitely a psychic. Like it says so I got in her a three. Story. I avert my eyes, lose a sanity. Oh, oh. that was fun. At least I didn't. That's not helpful to what we're doing, Patty. Stop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, it could be worse. You just couldn't. If you roll a zero, you stare into hell. <laughs> <laughs> like looking into the Palantir. <laughs> Sauron sees you. <laughs> With his giant eyeball. Eyes. <laughs> I see you. No pun intended. <laughs> I'm going to do my sanity roll. And I passed wow. it with flying colors. 
I'm not gonna go exploring. I think I'm just gonna Zero go hang out in fun. the pentagram chamber so that I don't mess things up mess like things Patty. Up. Do I get to draw this I, omen? Because no one's drawn it yet. We just I put this room here. I don't think so. That's when you reveal the room. Okay. I think I it is just do it then. I only need three of those dice. Well, you can have all of them. I failed. <laughs> no way. So, I get the trainer's tone now. My uh, sanity has gone to the skull symbol. Hi, it's me, Heather Granville, your trader. The dance of death. Every clock in the house strikes midnight, even though your shirt isn't that late. As the clock's quiet, a lone fiddler begins a haunting melody that floats through the air, calling you to dance. The music makes your soul shrivel, but it also makes your lips curl into a smile. Your mind struggles and screams, and then... <gasps> Why did you ever resist the power of the fiddler's beautiful music? Joy and wonder fill your soul. The dance must go on forever. You cannot bear to let anyone stop it. Okay, so right now says this haunt doesn't begin at the trader. Each hero has the chance of becoming blah blah blah. Raise any of your traits below its starting value to that number. So my sanity had gone from its starting value all the way down to the skull. So I get to move that back up to its starting value. So, what I know about the heroes. The heroes are trying to stop the music. I win when the holy symbol has been destroyed. To destroy the holy symbol, first steal it from whichever hero has it, and then end my turn in the chasm, furnace room, or underground lake to cast the holy symbol to its doom. Thankfully, Patty went exploring instead of waiting and found the furnace room for me. So that's convenient. Okay, so on my turn, I must dance until my feet go numb. Each turn, I must attempt a might roll. So if I fail my might roll, which is a zero to two, I can't move and I lose one might. If I get three plus, nothing bad happens. I don't need to attempt a sanity roll at the start of each turn. Unlike the heroes, you don't need to attempt a sanity roll at the start of each turn if you don't have the holy symbol. So until I get the holy symbol. And the special attack rules, all your attacks are whirling torrents of energy. You can't make might attacks. You make speed attacks instead. I am a little bit faster than I am mighty. If you to defeat a hero by two or more with a speed attack, you can steal an item from your opponent instead of inflicting damage. I'm going to read my flavor text now, just in case. If you win, hauntingly beautiful, driving, melodic, tragic, and joyous, the music fills the room of the ancient mansion. Dancers spin through the ballroom as the fiddler plays on. The dance is so joyous, so enticing, that the dancers would rather die than stop. And so they shout. Do you need to know anything? <laughs> No. Do you get to do <laughs> stuff still? Is it still your turn? Or is it my turn? Now? I assume that my turn en ended because I failed, failed the sanity roll. Do I still do a sanity roll on my turn though? Yes. Yes. Okay. You could still become a traitor. Oh, that's right. Join Emily. Whoa. Well, I lost a point of sanity with that two that I rolled. <laughs> so, but I still got some sanity, but I do have to move closer to the thing. My speed is four. One, two, three, four. Oh, good. I'm in the ballroom. So if you fail next round, you're immediately... Okay. okay. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Don't, don't fail next round. Okay. I'm going to go... One, two, three. I'm in the pentagram chamber. I think you get to be killed. So now I can roll for sanity, which is fine. I'm quite safe. I rolled a six. 
Which totally is enough. So we put a token on there. Here you go. We're one step closer to banishing this pillar. Can I have a die? Someone didn't put their phone on silent to record podcast? <laughs> Amateur. <laughs> I pass a sanity roll. Okay, so I'm gonna go into the pentagram chamber, and then what do I have to roll to do the thing? Four plus sanity. Okay, I can do, do that it right away. I'm gonna do it. I did it. Woo! Here's your marker to show it's that you working. passed that sanity. You guys are all way too sane for this to be <laughs> fair. Um, yeah. Okay, so I have to make the normal sanity roll yeah. before I roll for the pentagram chamber stuff, mm-hmm. right? Even yes. though I'm in the pentagram chamber now. Okay. I passed my sanity roll, and then I did not help us get more <laughs> sanity tokens, though. Oh. <laughs> That's my turn. But at least I didn't, you know, become closer to yeah. the betrayer. So, Heather, who's now a betrayer, is gone. One, two, three, four. Hey! <laughs> Don't come s- down here. I'm gonna stick my dog in I can only move four, unfortunately, so that's... Get oh. out of here, Heather! That is all I can do. Well, <laughs> hey, maybe after my turn, maybe you'll have another betrayer. Maybe not. Oh, I forgot what I'm supposed to do. I must... I gotta go back to where I started. Bloop, 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 bloop. Okay, <laughs> so at the beginning of my turn, I have to attempt a might roll. How mighty am I? Probably not very. I am three mighty. I did it. No effect. Okay. Then, so I have to try to dance you until my... You have to tell us oh, okay. what you are doing. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I'm attempting my sanity roll. I'm in the ballroom. Things could go bad. They're gonna go fine though. I don't have three dice, four dice anymore though. I only have three. Cause God, you're gonna guys. kill. <laughs> I rolled a two. <laughs> Great. Which not enough. So, so you're a traitor now. Trainer. So I'm gonna learn about being a traitor while Kate takes her turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I will just skip straight to making Ugh. a sanity roll to save the day. Take this, Dark Fiddler. I roll a dice at thee. <laughs> I did it. Nice. So now we have three of the five necessary tokens. Cheese. Gonna... Oh, you can't leave, can you? You just have to stay here. Well, I don't know we why can't... I would leave. We can't roll for the thing right. unless Kate is in the yeah. room with the voiceable. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so for my turn, I'll make my sanity roll to not go away. Wow! Flying colors. <laughs> and then I will do the thing again. You guys might just win right now. I got a four. Oh. Four's enough, right? Four's enough. Yep. Squeaked in there. Yeah, if Sarah can roll enough, we'll just win. I mean, okay. Maybe Sarah. Go here. Okay. Do I go explore? Well, you, why you would you? Oh, fine. Fine. Maybe Sarah will fill her haunt roll and have to move closer to the ballroom. It's fine. Maybe she'll that just roll fun. good and we'll win. It's a sanity roll. Sanity, sorry. Nope, I was successful on that. And, but I did not roll enough to get us another token. I am not being especially helpful down here. <laughs> you're like sane enough to not go turncoat, but you're not quite sane enough to you know. Helpful. Help. Do you want to do your might roll first? Oh sure. It's probably because of my madman <laughs> bringing the average sanity down. <laughs> I can't move, and I lose one might. 
Sucks doing suck. great, Emily. <laughs> I think we're gonna lose Arizona. Okay. You like dancing too much, probably. Can I have two more dice, please? Okay, so I'm not fast enough to go anywhere. But I have to do a might roll. Fuck! Wow! <laughs> All those dice and you couldn't pass your everyone, might roll? Everyone who's listening right now, Arizona rolled one, two, three, four, five dice. She had to pass a might roll of two plus. Wait, three plus. Three plus. She rolled, rolled a two. Three zero dice and two one dice. Ox is so. all muscles, but he's not actually strong. He's just one of those like, bodybuilder like, guys. Yeah, it's like yeah. show, not for Yeah, like, he skipped leg day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Unlike you, a 15 year old child. <laughs> Unlike me, Peter Agamotto. <laughs> so this might be over strong. real soon. You're just like sitting on your madman's shoulders. Okay, because I'm just that, gonna. Like, yeah, I'm a big muscle man. No, Patty, I'm one child and an adult insane man in a trench coat. <laughs> okay. Oh yay, we passed all of our sanity. Do we win? The fiddler plays faster and faster as you defiantly chant the words to banish him. Rain falls from the ceiling, pelting down upon the pentagram oh. and the fiddler within. As he plays on, you notice his face beginning to melt like oh. wax in a fire. <laughs> the terribly beautiful music continues as the fiddler melts, fading only when the last remnant of his body disappears in the driving rain. How dramatic. Woo! So the fiddler was in that pentagram room. I Apparently. suppose that makes sense. I assumed... Well, no, I guess you guys were just listening to the music. What were you guys trying to do? Um, yeah. <laughs> trying to incompetently. <laughs> we didn't do I anything only, incompetently. I only had one turn. <laughs> you guys learned that Sarah's a mean poor game player. <laughs> um, I just had to kill Kate and steal the holy symbol, basically. And then, yeah. What were you guys doing when you did your might rolls? Um, we have to dance until our feet go numb, so we were seeing if we made our feet go numb or not go numb. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't anything. Mm-hmm. What were you going to do to us if you if you won? It just, uh, I read it to the microphone already while you were downstairs. Oh. Um, you okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to the podcast. I was listening to the podcast. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, that was it. We were just trying to get, um... Oh, oh yeah. No, this was, this was... So, I had to get the holy symbol, and then I had to, like cast it away somewhere mm-hmm. and there's only three rooms that could that could it could be done in one of them the furnace room oh <laughs> so that's convenient it was like lucky though yeah. patty did some yeah. flooring i was like oh wow that was very helpful to wow, me wow patty way to make it almost lose <laughs> no it <laughs> no you all i would have all came into that room you would have all just killed me because i only <laughs> have three might actually i attack with speed i only have four speed but you know i don't like heather she's weak in all categories uh, we were pretty lucky in that a lot of us had a lot of sanity yeah yeah all right that's all everybody thanks for listening happy halloween, happy halloween. Bye. all this poops not playing to win